Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I'm your host, once again, Joshua Cantrell. We are always thankful and appreciative for this opportunity to share with you always a message from the Word of God. We hope, trust, and we pray that you and your families are doing well. I think if things are going to continue as they are, I think finally we've kind of uh, put this whole COVID-19 thing behind us, but uh, certainly as Christians, our faith and our hope and our trust has always been in our God for this entire time. And uh, we are just thankful for his uh, blessings and for the opportunity that is always ours to preach, to teach, and to just let others know about the love that Christ has for us and ultimately wanting them to be a part of the family of God. That's what it's all about. That's why uh, the Scattered Abroad Network was started uh, from Mike and Caleb. Of course, in Acts chapter 8, they were scattered abroad. They were never preaching the word. Acts 8 verse 5, Philip went down to Samaria. He preached Christ to them. And that is uh, certainly our aim and our goal is to always let the Father uh, be glorified in everything that we do. We have been studying Um, desiring to be diligent, as always, in our studies and our approach to the Word of God. Uh, Last time we were together, we took a lesson from the book of Philippians chapter 1. We kind of gave you some introduction material and pretty much just went into chapter 1. We certainly encourage you to do that. Uh, Go back and listen to that episode because it'll certainly help you uh, as we study this one today as well. I want to pick up in chapter 1 and verse number 27 there. That particular verse is one that really just uh, is one I've used in my personal life that I really am thankful that God put that in there for us. The Bible says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come to that whether I come to see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So interesting that when you consider the word unity, now I was doing a gospel meeting one time and the uh, gospel meeting was around unity. And in the Bible class hour, we were just trying to, uh, I was given a definition, a good biblical definition that is uh, of the word unity. And I asked everyone, how many times do you think the word unity is mentioned in the Bible? One individual said 120 times. It's mentioned 120 times in the Bible, the word unity. Another person said 50. Someone else said over 200. And someone else said, you know, maybe four or five. The word unity is only mentioned three times in your Bible. That is Psalm 133, verse 1, Ephesians 4, verse 3, and Ephesians 4, and verse number 13. Those are the only time in your Bible you will find the word unity. But you see the concept of unity all throughout the Bible. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 1, when we consider those seven ones there, I like to break it down this way. This way you have four of those that relate to a deity, uh, excuse me, three of those that relate to deity, and then four of those there that relate to uh, humanity. In that particular section of scripture there, of course, the Apostle Paul writing to the congregation in Ephesus, uh, really just stressing the idea of one and the oneness. And also in Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 27 there, Paul again just reiterates that fact to them. One spirit, one mind, 
striving together for the faith uh, that is in the gospel. And we need to consider that and remember that as we uh, go throughout our daily walk with Christ as well. Which brings us to Philippians chapter 2. If you were to take Philippians chapter 2 and Ephesians chapter 4 and just put them side by side, you see so many similarities in those two chapters. I believe the Apostle Paul, of course, he'd be inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, really pushing and emphasizing uh, some concepts that, that all of us should uh, be willing to follow and learn. In Philippians 2 verse 1, Paul says, If there be any consolation in Christ... If there be any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the uh, uh, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels of mercies, Paul says in verse two, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like minded, having the same love, being of one accord in one mind. Verse three, Paul says, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Listen. Listen to what Paul is saying for all of us. Paul says, first of all, if there be any consolation of love, and then he says, in Christ, that love, it should be in Christ Jesus. Then he says, if there be any comfort of love, again, that is displayed by the relationship not only do we have with God and each other, but these are characteristics, these are attributes of God himself. When you consider Romans chapter 1, where Paul says, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. And in that context there, Paul is talking about the way in which God brings a man into right standings with himself. Therein lies the gospel. But if you look at it from another perspective as well, God is righteous. What's the definition of righteous? It's God. What's the definition of love? It's God. What's the definition of goodness, of, 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 of comfort, of patience? All of these are just different attributes of God that we have the blessing and the opportunity to put on Ephesians 4. Let the old man die. Put on this new stuff. Put on these new clothes. Allow the new man, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Allow that man, give that man a chance. Allow him to walk in the newness of life. Paul says in verse number 2, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded. How is that doable when you have so many different personalities within the body of Christ? How can we all fulfill the joy? How can we all be like-minded? How can we all be of the same love, having one accord, being of one mind? In Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 2, Paul says, endeavoring to keep. We don't even have to go out and find. All Paul says all we have to do it's just keep, endeavor to keep the unity uh, in the bond of peace. And again, if you take that chapter and you take Philippians chapter 2 and you put these chapters side by side, again, you see so many similarities. And the Apostle Paul, again, is just constantly trying to uh, make this thought known to the readers here uh, at Ephesus in the book of Ephesians, but also to those in Philippi as well. But again, if we... Look at this from a uh, contextual standpoint and then also making some application for all of us today. Paul is not just talking to them. This is a letter all of us today we can appreciate from as well. I know that because in, in Philippians chapter 4, you have these two sisters, Eodius and Syntyche, and they, are, they have a quarrel or they're arguing about something. 
many scholars have tried to determine what it was these two sisters were talking about. It's so interesting that Paul doesn't deal anything with that. Paul says, be of the same mind. I therefore, well, if, in, in Philippians uh, chapter 4, dearly beloved, uh, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. He says, I beseech Iodius and Sintichi that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And then in verse number 2, Paul tells them how to do that. Paul says, Consolation of love in Christ, comfort of love, fellowship of the Spirit, bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy. Paul says, be like-minded. Paul says again, having the same love, being of one accord, being of one mind. Is this possible? Yes. But sometimes in verse number three, there are things that get in the way of us doing that. And Paul says, let nothing be done through strife. Or vain glory, it carries the idea there of selfish ambition. Now, there is nothing wrong with being ambitious. But when we get in trouble is where that selfish ambition comes into place. Paul says, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, Paul says, let each esteem other better than themselves. How beautiful and how amazing would it be? If we constantly esteemed others better than ourselves in our culture today, we are accustomed to making things about us. We have to believe that it's all about us is it's, it's either our way or no way. I want to be in charge. I want to do it my way. If you don't like that, you can get out and you can kind of go where you want to go. No, 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 brethren. Paul says here, esteem others better then you esteem yourself, Paul says in that context. In verse number four, Paul says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Paul here in this context talks about, again, consolation in Christ. Uh, you can think about the attitude. One that comes to my mind is that being a Barnabas. Barnabas being the son of consolation. Barnabas being the encourager. Uh, Acts chapter 11. Uh, all the all, all the great things that are mentioned about all the great people in the Bible. The Bible speaks about Barnabas, that he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and much people were added unto the Lord because of him. When people start talking about great characters of the Bible, for some reason, Barnabas is always left out. But Barnabas, the son of consolation, Barnabas, the great encourager, Barnabas, many people were brought to Christ because of the way he lived because of his example and that should be displayed amongst all of us is it difficult for unity to be personified if you will i would say sure because you have different personalities different walks of life sure it's, it's difficult for something like that to be uh, uh to, to to be seen but again we as christians we have to continue to let our light shine always and again, in Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 27 to Philippians 2, verse number 1 and verse 4, Paul shows us how to do that. As we go throughout this week, I want to challenge each of us, myself included. Let's esteem other folks better than we uh, want our... It, it, it's, 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 it's interesting because if I esteem you and you esteem me, if you encourage me and I encourage you, hey, we're, we're, we're knocking it all out. And that's how it has to be amongst 
brethren. God expects us to live that way. And if we live that way, just imagine the amount of influence of, you know, just people in the world once they see that as well. So it's 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 a very beautiful thing to just look at the Bible and just and just make application in our own lives because that's that's what it's all about. And so Paul again says that we have to be willing to fulfill our joy. Paul says we have to be like-minded. Paul says we have to have the same love, being of one accord and one mind. In verse number three, Paul says, let nothing uh, be done through strife uh, or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, Paul says, let each esteem other uh, better than himself. As we go throughout this week, I want to challenge all of us again to esteem others better than ourselves. Try to be a Barnabas this week. Now, that's a good challenge. As you go throughout this week, try to be a Barnabas. Text someone, call them, let them know you appreciate them, let them know you love them, that you're praying for them, that you uh, that you hope everything is going well in their lives. Because we need more encouragement amongst the body of Christ uh, this very day. We thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where uh, we try always to be diligent in our studies. We like to uh, make Bible study come to life. We hope, trust, and we pray that this episode uh, was beneficial to you and your walk with Christ. Uh, may God bless you and may God keep you.